For the first time in franchise history, the San Jose Sharks get swept in a season series to Los Angeles. We'll, re-keep, we'll recap that game. We'll recap the Barracuda visit to San Diego and a little bit more, not too much, right now on Teal Town After Dark. Good evening, everyone. It is Wednesday night, January 11th, 2023. The San Jose Sharks lose to the Los Angeles Kings 4-3. to And we welcome you to this edition of Teal Town After Dark. This is your live interactive Sharks post-game show. We do this after every game. Home and away. Occasional win. A lot of losses. But that's what we're here for. Uh, so if you want to be part of the show, here's how you do it. Chat with us and fellow Sharks fans on the YouTube page or the app around the world and in Sharks territory. Follow us on the social, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord, TikTok. Find everything at tealtownusa.com. And, of course, you want to support the pod, Venmo us at tealtownusa or use a Super Chat donation. All of that goes back to help support the show and keep the lights on for this wonderful passion project venture we have. And with that... I say good evening to Mr. Eric Landy. <laughs> We're back at it again. <laughs> um, look, you know, tonight kind of went down the way I thought it was going to go down. And uh, L.A. looking like a powerhouse in the West. And on the ascent, you could maybe argue it's it's a year early, but... The time is nigh. The time is nigh for the Kings. Definitely not so much for the Sharks. But it started out really nicely. I thought the Sharks really played a nice, strong, dominant game early on. And then just a little bit before the six-minute mark, Adrian Kempe gets a pass from Quentin Byfield behind a net to make it 1-0 Los Angeles, and then everything just fell apart from there. Yeah, I mean, I think you're you're spot on with the fact that the Sharks kind of started off hot. Um, you know, I think maybe I don't know. I felt like maybe the first two to three minutes they kind of had the pace of play, but it really dropped off in that kind of fourth minute, um, and 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 then you start started to see kind of LA kind of come on. Um, a little less, uh, sorry, the Sharks fall off a little bit and the, the Kings to kind of come on a little bit more. Right. And you know that you were going to get that initial jump because of the back-to-backs anyways. Yep. You know, normally the team that has been on the road um, comes in in that first period and normally has a little bit of life. But it didn't really last all that long, <laughs> you know, before before Kempe, um really kind of bowled his way in and, and again was physical and outclassed the, the defenseman there. And, you know, the, the rest is the tail of the tape. Yeah. I mean, LA has been on a run seven, two and one in their last 10 games and they're in second place in Seattle. However, the Kraken have like, I think four games in hand. So 
uh, a tight race uh, with, I think, uh, coming into tonight, I think Vegas was at 56, LA was at 54, and uh, the Seattle would be at 52. So qu- quite an interesting race in the Pacific for the top sp- spots and juggling all around. Um, you know, Sharks, like you said, back end of another back-to-back uh, after beating Arizona on Tuesday night, or excuse me, yeah, it's Tuesday night, um, you know, uh, but you know, you, we saw that momentum shift away after the goal. The Sharks were dominant in that early on in that game, so dominant that in the final ten minutes of the first period, it, it was LA out shooting the Sharks fourteen to nothing, yeah. a, a twenty-two to eight shot to, uh, advantage for Los Angeles after one period of play. Obviously, the guys weren't going to be happy about that. Looks like they came out gunning when. A minute 20 in, Nick Benino in his 800 first game gets a nonchalant pass from from Copley, the L.A. goaltender, to tie this one up. I was like, Ooh. that was a brain fart. That was, <laughs> you know, you, you had the, the, the goaltender, had the puck in his mitt, decides to let go or not have full possession, but then just really slowly tries to extend his stick to, you know, to poke the the puck past Benino, and it had nothing on it. It was like a, you know, a duck fart, basically. Um, and and again, just no uh, authority with with the stick play there. And it eventually, you know, gets on the Benino stick, and he's able to bury it. And I don't know. You can't chalk it up to more than than a brain fart, more than you know, just a, a goaltender who's not not paying attention, I guess, to the, who the pressing forward is. Yeah, and either way, it was a nice gift by L.A. to, to give the Sharks a tying goal, uh, but it would be the only time I think that, well, one of two times the Sharks would have a, 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 tying, game, a tying goal in there, but first, you know, Quentin Byfield, it's deflection, a perfect deflection from from uh, Anderson's shot from the point. Like he deflected it, and it literally went through the five hole of, of Reimer. I I really can't blame Reimer on that one because it was just very, dare I say, Pavelskian. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and Byfield was a guy that I felt could be the next wave for LA, part of that next. Uh, rebuilding of their core to to try to build around because he's he's such a big frame and he can skate and he plays in the the dirty areas the the, the areas that you want you know a big power forward type and kind of shades of um of uh, of Dustin Brown and just kind of the way in which you know he parks his butt right in front of the net. Um, you know, Dustin Brown wasn't as big, and I don't think he has as much skill as Quentin Byfield. No, he's just more known known for his knees and his cheap shots, and uh, apparently a future statue at State. Oh, I'm sorry, Crypto.com Arena. Hashtag no free ads. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I, I this is what I was concerned with. You know, the young bodies starting to really add to the LA King roster mm-hmm. and really just start the ascent early for LA. 
it's nice to see that you can do a, a quick rebuild because it gives me hope that the Sharks can maybe emulate that. But it's not very fun seeing L.A. do it. <laughs> and, you know, I, I have, you know, been a part of some of those real gut punches by L.A. And I, I don't have a short memory. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel, you know, the Las Vegas-San Jose rivalry kind of took a little bit of the thunder away from the Kings and the Sharks. But, man, there is nobody I do not like losing to more than the Kings. Yeah. No, if it's the Knights or the Kings, Ducks seem a little tolerable, especially with how everything has gone apart with them lately. Um, They're just kind of like the annoying little brother. It's kind of how I feel about the the Ducks. It, it's kind of funny because when you go into Anaheim, and you know that's where we first met the first time we we hung out for a game, uh, and when I went last month uh, with my girlfriend to the to the game, it's always. Oh, Yes, we have one thing in common. We both hate L.A. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so that that made it 2-1 after two periods of play. Uh, third period, just kind of going back and forth. LA, or, yeah, L.A. was trying to calm it down. They take a penalty. Meyer's shot quickly goes in and out. They were like, we're not sure. Nope, that went in. A power play goal for Timo Meyer, his 24th of the season. Carlson gets a point. A point, uh, an assist, I believe, in ten straight road games for him. Uh, so, yep, he captain kept... getting a getting an assist there too. Yeah. And we had seen, we had discussed yesterday about how Timo really could make an interesting trade deadline piece. Upping his value is just just what I see with this. I just see dollar signs every time this guy scores. Right, right. and uh, you know more more <laughs> dollar signs. You know, not to can be confused with Kevin LeBanc making a deposit. Uh, so that made it two two. But unfortunately, LA would get two goals in about a minute. Just about a couple minutes later, first from Velarde to make it three two, and then Drew F and Dowdy making it four two. Um, yeah, I mean, it should have probably been 5-2 with that 2-on-0, you know, that 2-on-0 blow-up that they had. They should have scored there. But, you know, on this on, on this one, guys, I, I just feel like Reimer, I, I don't know. It's not that he's he's played poorly. He just hasn't played the way that he was playing but that level that we saw last year where he was really locked in. And this year, I feel like not only is it defensive blunders that he's been kind of getting victimized on, but I just think that it's just not – maybe his heart's just not in it as much. I, I don't know. You, you don't want to say that he's, he's not um, – content or you're you know you're not you're not trying to say that he's he's trying to throw a game or anything like that but again i just don't see maybe the focus that i saw last year you know for a guy who who always seemed to really track the puck very well um you could see that he was really engaged even when the play was on the other side i don't know it just hasn't felt the same for me this season i i will kind of disagree on you in this case because look what he did tonight 
Uh, this game should have been out of hand. It should have been over. 21 saves in the first period. He definitely kept this team in the game when they were just getting turnovers and and LA, you know, like I said earlier, you know, the last 10 minutes of the first period, 14 nothing in favor of LA on shots. Just unacceptable play uh defensively sounded. Uh you you have to you have to do uh you know, he did so much for you this season and last. Uh, this team needs to find some more offense and granted their offense has been fairly decent. Uh, no, I think that the, I but, think honestly, it's the defensive play. Like I, you know, honestly, it's just the forwards kind of not tracking back as well as you'd like. I, I feel like the the defensemen have made some pretty egregious errors in their own zone. This just this is a team that's confidence is just just not there. You know what I mean? It's 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 a team that is is trying to. Um, find an identity just a bunch of dudes on on the ice you know they're they're uh, what was the thornton quote all those years ago we're like uh co-workers um there's just not a lot of cohesion you know it just it seems like guys are on different pages yeah and just trying to figure things out i mean mikey uh, isimon i uh, thought played decent he drew drew that penalty that set up the power play goal for Timo in the third period. So not producing, but you know, on the score sheet, but doing little things to try to get anything going for this team. Yeah. And, and I like the national broadcasts because it gives you a little bit of a different perspective than, than what we get with Randy and Randy and drew or Randy and Jamie, uh, heady, heady, (laughs) Sorry. Wishful thinking for Jamie. Yeah, right? Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Um, yeah, we, we wish all the best for Jamie. I hope he's doing well. Um, but going back to it, I, I just kind of have felt that they picked out a specific spot, and, and they had said the team has to learn how to win again. You know, this is this is a team that has had multiple losing seasons now, and really has tried to turn the roster over. It seems like on the bottom, you know, the bottom six and, you know, even on the defensive side, it's a, a large remake to to a certain extent. Um, you, you know, you've got Vlasic and Carlson being your holdovers. But, you know, Carlson came in when the team was doing well. And then they started to have a, a major drop off, I think, we could we could say the the um, departure of Joe Pavelski really kind of started that, or or we could say um, you know Thornton um, the you know when Thornton exited um, could could be another um, point of of demarcation for the team. So they've really not learned how to win together with this current mix. Um, with the Logan Couture, Timo Meyer, and and Hurdle mix, they haven't figured out yet how to surround those three in particular um, with enough depth and and with a game plan that I think suits their style of play. Yeah. Um, because again, I I just I I see 
when they collapse in their own zone, it seems like they're they're scrambling all over the place. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem like they they really communicate all that much on the ice, like who's got who. Um, you know, we've we've talked talked ad nauseum about how the defensive pairs are so quiet. You know, there's not a lot of chatter, and, and that I mean that that has gone a, a long time. You know, with this team, we felt that the communication has always been a little bit lacking. But I don't know. It just seems even more magnified now that they're losing, um, that these little things that David Quinn has started to try to preach hasn't taken root yet. And that's that's a little surprising for, you know, a little bit more than halfway. Right. I mean, we're one game past halfway and you would have thought that the team would have start to gel and start to identify, but instead it's been very inconsistent play, you know, inconsistent play from the goaltenders, inconsistent play from the defense. Um, and I can say to a certain extent, some inconsistencies in the forward grouping too. Yeah. It's everybody to be quite honest. And that goes from the players to the coaching staff to the front office. Uh, this team isn't built to, it's supposed to be built to to be competitive and and you know stay in the playoff race. Probably not so much besides that, but when this team has bad nights, it's bad, <laughs> and they should feel bad. And and there's no, I, I mean, there's no bite, right? I mean, like you know, you can ah, be bad. Oh, good good pun there. Well, right. I mean, <laughs> you know. It, it seems like the Sharks are very soft to play against. You know, you, you don't feel like, oh, man, after that game, everybody's going to be wearing ice bags and, you know, people are going to have black eyes or, um, you know, bloody noses or, or whatever. It's just they, you know, even if you're bad, you can still be hard to play against. I remember some of those bad Calgary teams that, you know, you that Iggy would, would be on and, you know, you would see that the team is not competitive but boy oh boy they they would beat up on you and at yep. least you know they they could do that i mean even to a certain extent the kings have always beat up on us um and and even in this the the tailspin that they were in we're still tough to play against yeah it's just when when you're that easy to play against when you're when you're playing inconsistent and dare i say it losing hockey you find ways to lose. You, you you find ways to lose instead of trying to find a way to win the game. You're now have that seed of doubt, and and it just seems like that seed of doubt has, you know, sprung into a large issue of a problem now. And really, I think the only way that you can can start to um, excise the wound is to to have to cut out. Cut. You know, you're gonna have to cut out. Um, the 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 major, you know, some major pieces in order to get some some real change done. Yeah, and the the tough part is is that that means saying goodbye to players that you really like. Now, how deep does that go? Well, we'll find out in about a you know a little over a month and a half. But uh, you know, something's got to give here. Um, 
And, I mean, Logan, Logan does, he looks like a shell of himself right now. Right. And, and even Metal Mario saying in the chat, you know, Couture looks like he's skating in sand. Um, I, I did like the tenacity that they had with Couture, Barabanov, and Sturm for a little bit when Quinn changed the lines around a little bit. Yeah. Um, we should mention Barabanov's goal late in the game, the teaser goal with about a minute to go. Uh, that made that a 4-3 final on there. Um, Look, I mean, I've I've liked what Nico Sturm has brought to the table, and, and I think of, of the acquisitions that um, um, Greer has has made to try to change the culture. Nico Sturm is a guy that moves that in the right direction. Um, but there's not enough of, of Nico Sturm. You know, um, I, a guy that I cannot understand for the life of me why he's been in and out of this lineup is, is, is Vinny Snech, uh, Svechnikov. I felt like he's been, especially early on in the season, he was um, really leading, uh, you know, the team with with the scoring there from from the tertiary scoring. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are pieces that I like. There are are players that I think can really make a difference. But I don't think there are enough of those players, if if you know what I mean. I think there are more passengers on this team than there are drivers of play. Well, and you know, it's it's like Timo, Eric Carlson, for a lesser extent, James Reimer. It's like, do I have to do everything around here? And trust me, I can relate to that. It just at work, it's just like. My God, come on, guys. Let's just come on. Don't I? I need some help around here. Um, you know, uh, even the interview with Jackie Redman before the game at the hotel room, or not the hotel room, so that, that sounded the hotel lobby. You know, if things fall, you know, he wants to win. You know, um, I mean, I appreciate him not saying training right after now. But if things come up, then things come up. But that's going to be the interesting one. They gave the goal to Hurdle, uh, by the way. They oh, have for, changed. They changed to the. Yeah, Tomas Hurdle from Barabanov. Well, that helps my fantasy team out a little bit. That's good. <laughs> Bar- but but I, I will say, Barbie's been doing. Yeah, he's been no, playing think... really strong the last couple of weeks. Now, even I... going back to, I think, like the New Year's Eve game against uh, Dallas and the losing effort. Yeah, and and again, the offense hasn't been horrible, right? I think what they're they're kind of bottom third of the league, but it's still not as glaring an issue. I mean, I think all phases of the ice there's an issue, right? But I think the most biggest glaring issue is they just cannot keep the puck out of their net. Yeah. And and they just continually bust assignments over and over and over again. And it just seems like it's a collective team loss. I mean, we talk about how, oh, a great, strong team win and everything. I think it's a, it's a collective team loss because they, yeah. they uh, there's just little things, the turnover of high, bouncing puck. I, I remember one day or tonight how, you know, Magna was like force-feeding Carlson and there was a guy right there and that almost led to a breakaway and it got broken up. Uh, you, let's not also forget they had probably I think two, two, uh, two posts in the third period along with that little net mouth scramble late in the second period. So, 
they battled hard. I think that's one thing we can look at. And you hate to have moral victories. Of course, you'd rather have the the actual W. But you know, uh, one of the things that I know we've when we've had Ian on, it's like at least it's an entertaining game. It's not getting blown out, which could have been really bad. Yeah, but that first period wasn't entertaining. That's, I mean, they got caved in on on that first period, and and that's where Reimer saved their butts uh, in that game. I mean, he, he would make twelve saves uh, the rest of the way, and and he had to keep it from, you know, making sure it wasn't like six nothing, or six one, or six. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's just like, come on, guys, you know. Uh, it's. I think. Uh, and, and PJ is asking about Reimer and, and do you trade him? I mean, I think at this point, you know, the team has to do what's best for the long-term plans of the team, right? So is James Reimer going to be a guy that you're going to extend again and keep him here? You know, he's he's starting to, to get up there in, in age. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't know how long he's going to continue to play. You know, he could be the next incarnate of Craig Anderson who seemingly played forever but you know that that's not the norm for a goalie right I mean 38 that that's like tops of of what a goalie can really do so you know it's like how much do you want to invest in in that and in in James Reimer or can you try to get an asset with him bundled together with a Ryan Merkley Mm -hmm. you know if you're able to get an asset like a second maybe a second and a third or a second and a and a b level prospect i mean i think you have to really consider taking that deal right and, um, and it's not like the sharks don't have depth in goaltending uh it's just you know a little green yeah and and i would even venture to say that you know i'd rather see e2 makaniemi back up um kapo kakanen or or even Makaniemi making starts because at this point we don't really know what you know what Kapokakanen is. Um, so it's it's trying to see and trying to trying to figure out what exactly you have in in the goaltending pipeline because again Reimer is not a guy that you're gonna sit there and go okay we're gonna strike you know stroke a check for for you know, a three-year deal. I, I just, I don't see it. Um, and, and if you're not going to keep a guy, then you, you might as well exact or get as ma- much as you can maximize that return. Right. Um, but same thing with a Nick Benino and same thing with Matt Nieto, right? I mean, those two players, um, while they're helpful and, you know, good on the PK and, and, bring some defensive stability can a 34 point team afford that at this point (laughs) you know what i mean versus playing some of the younger guys and and seeing what they have i mean that's that's kind of the head scratcher here eric for me is why is mike greer not shuffling more players up and down why are we not seeing more um you know some more movement there or at least you know, have, you know, a little bit of a different look than, than what we're getting now, because it just seems like the mix isn't right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously you're not going to put, you know, Borlo or Eklund, 
uh, into a second six or bottom six role. No, but uh, Agazino, you sh- you might be able to. You could put uh, if I'm not sure if he is on just an AHL deal only. That one we might have to look at. But you know, Raska, Reedy, who were up last year with this team, who's made a difference. Uh, I guess they're just trying to get more seasoning out of these out of these youngsters or young youngish stirs uh, to you know get get more opportunities with the CUDA. Um, how about a guy like, how about a guy like Jeffrey Riel though? Yeah. Who, you know, who's been up, you know, the last two, three seasons, you know, at least that, you know, that's a guy that gives you a little bit of bite. You know, that's a guy that, you know, will, will drag people into the deep end and, and really play the, the, the style of game that, that Mike Greer is preaching. He wants to play. Yeah. No, I completely agree. You know, uh, Mikey J in the chat saying Hurdle needs to dominate, needs to fill that leading role. Um, yeah, Hurdle's having, uh, you know, he's having a rough patch right now. Yeah, you know, and LM saying feel, aka Pim. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, I mean, look, I mean, but it's something, right? It's some kind of fight from this team, you know, literally, figuratively, however you wanna you wanna put it. Or, or play, uh, you know, a guy like Gajevich more. Um, I, you know, it, it it's kind of evident that the team is not good and kind of evident that the team lacks depth. Um, so you might as well take some bodies with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, uh, Harrington, we haven't heard anything as, as to why he only played four and a half or like almost five minutes tonight. Um, you know, seventeen oh six for Mark Edward Vlasic for for a, a team that had to play with five defensemen. Everybody else was in the twenty one to twenty three range, and then EK sixty five at at nearly twenty eight minutes on the night. Um, and how many minutes did he play last night? I mean, that that played a full game within the last twenty four hours. Yeah, ex- exactly. And and it's just I understand that the team is trying to win, but when you're, I mean, that's that's putting a guy up for injury. You know what well, I mean? And the other thing too is is that there is that passion and that burning desire to be successful. You know, um, we're seeing what Eric Carlson is when healthy you know and it's nice to see and it's nice to you know see where he's at i mean he's just been putting up phenomenal numbers i mean they compared him to freaking bobby Orr on the tnt broadcast which by the way the first broadcast uh on tnt for the sharks uh always like brendan burke and darren pang what did you think of the broadcast yeah, I thought it had good flow, good cadence. I liked um, that it was pretty neutral. Um, I, I I also felt that the the staff came prepared to talk about um, the growth and development from uh, Los Angeles, um, and and again made a point to kind of say, hey, this is this is a team that that's um, defying expectations, and you know, we had seen some lean years there in L.A. 
Um, and, and we had seen, you know, Staples, it's very interesting. Staples kind of mimics, um, San Jose or San Jose kind of mimics Staples in the way that when the teams don't play well, they don't draw very well, but when they're playing well, they, they really, it's filled up. Yeah. It's really filled up. Um, and tonight, I mean, I could just hear it in the crowd, you know, when they do, um, uh, Freddie Mercury's AO, um, you know, chant or whatever. I always like to listen to that to gauge how, you know, how into it the fans were, and they they were really loud. Um, and and so it's it's the uh, Madhouse on Madison or what? No, that's is that Chicago? That's Chicago. Um, what is it? Um, I can't remember what the they. Frenzy they, on Figueroa. Yeah, that that's it. Thank I think you. that's it. Of course, there's also the. In 2011, where the Sharks were down for nothing, the stunner at Staples. Stunner at Staples, yeah. That was all. That was a great game. Um, so yeah, that kind of puts a bow on this one. The Sharks lose four to three. Uh, a game where they started out really strong, and then once about one bad thing went down, it's like the season. It just demoralized the team again. Yep. Um, where it's just, you know, the psyche is not there. I don't know if they need to bring in sports psychologist Harry Edwards from the Niners to get this this team out of a funk. Um, you know, granted they won last night, but it's just, you know, just seems like there's something different all the time with this team. So uh, there's that. Hey, uh, hey, you you want you want to be brought down a little bit more too? Okay. Barracuda. That's right. Your San Jose Barracuda played a second set of back-to-backs as well tonight in Landy's, in Landy Town, we'll call it, you know, in San Diego, taking on the goals. And the goal, uh, the Cuda got off to a good start. Jeffrey VL, the aforementioned Jeffrey VL, picks up his sixth of the season. Uh, to make it one nothing, and then William Eklund uh, gets his ninth with a nice shot that looked like it went five hole uh, to make it two nothing. Cuda it really dominated the 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 first period. I think it was like the shot thirteen to four. Hey, if they if the whole game was the first period, <laughs> they looking pretty good. They'd be looking pretty good. And then the second and third period happened where the. Goals pick up five unanswered goals. Uh, they would get a game-winning goal from Drew with four minutes to go in regulation. That would be the game winner. They had two empty netters, and and uh, it's a 5-2 San Diego victory over the, the CUDA on this one. Did you catch any of this one by chance, Landy? I know I'm putting you on the spot a little bit there. Uh, that would be a negative. Well, and I don't blame you. Um <laughs> But yeah, the Sharks' top minor league affiliate go down to the goals on this one. I do see William Eklund five minutes for fighting. Yeah, he he uh, stood up for his teammate and uh, dropped the gloves with a uh, Don't do that, buddy. Don't and, do that. And uh, you know the Cooter probably don't want that to happen, but uh, he dropped the gloves on on this night, and uh, it was okay. Well, let's see. He got some punches in, but, you know, you could tell he was pretty green. So, yes, he was an assist away from a Gordy Howe hat trick. <laughs> so, uh, protect those mitts, 
baby, protect those mitts. Yeah. That's all I got to say. <laughs> exactly. So they lose 5-2. to two. Next up for the CUDA will be uh, a home back-to-back with Abbotsford. Did somebody say Abbotsford? Uh, that's oh, Saturday God. at 6 p.m. and then Sunday at 1 p.m. So hopefully after we celebrate a Niners victory, you can head on over to Texas Arena to... Uh, Don't you jinx it. I'm not jinxing shiz. I'm not jinxing shiz. <laughs> you know, uh, so it, you have that going on for you. So again, Saturday at 6, Sunday at 1, and I believe it's Superhero Day at Texas Arena on Sunday. So be on the lookout for that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it's tough. It's demoralizing. It, in, in you know, Landy, well, let's be honest here. We, we do... A lot of these between you, me, and occasionally Ian will host a couple, and I know AJ did one. Um, it's tough to to continually rehash this. To yeah, continually it's... rehash this to continually see the same issues again and again and again. Somebody uh, LM was saying he's like, it seems like a lot in sports podcasts that you hear again and again, <laughs> and it's like, well there's not really much more to say. Yeah. I mean, it really is the same thing where you witness the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, at least that's why I'm getting a little antsy on, you know, Hey, throw us some different looks here or, or at least choose a direction you're going. Either you lose more and you start to kind of, understand your your lot in life and position yourself better or you go all in and you're trying to compete to to leave everything out on the ice um and 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 really make it interesting and difficult in the in the wild card race or wild card hunt but i don't even think that this team i i just i don't think they have the personnel to do that you know what I mean? I, I I just I don't see personnel that are able to to win a playoff spot at this point, and yet I don't see a team that is bad enough to win overall number one. You know, yeah. number one overall. And again, like I had preached earlier and earlier and earlier, you know, this smells like Minnesota, where they're just stuck in the middle for a decade. You know, and and never having quite enough to to reach the pinnacle, but never really bottoming out enough to to gain uh, a, a star forward or star. You know that that one number one center that they've always looked for, and now you know they they get Kirill Kaprizov, and he's 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 the real deal, and um, you know that's really changed their lot in life. So it really goes to show you, you know, the center depth. Um, super important right now and in, in I think more so than ever in the Western Conference that you have to have three solid centers down the middle to really expect to go anywhere in this conference yeah uh, and just looking at how this conference little in the division you know with what what's they're going up against I mean I don't think there's ever uh, right time to rebuild, but uh, you know, 
And LM LM was telling saying, you know, he's speaking about a handful of sportscasts, you know, I listen to not just us, but of course. He, How dare you uh, not listen, listen to just us? Not <laughs> but I can I'm even I'm even guilty of it right now. I, I don't watch the games with as much fervor as I used to. You know, I don't necessarily look at how players are tracking back and forth as much as I used to. And and especially in this descent that we've been in for the last three years, I feel like that, that, that muscle memory is, is starting to atrophy a little bit in, in how to recognize, you know, when, um, you know, a player is, is able to drive play or, or even to be able to spot plays um, being executed on the ice. Now, there hasn't been a lot of execution in the last three years. So it's not like, you know, that there's stuff for me to practice with there right. on that end. But, um, you know, in seasons prior, I had, I had kind of toyed around with the idea of maybe, um, doing a telestrator section, but I don't think I could do that now. You know, there's just, <laughs> you, you know, again, I, I think this, this losing, um, has really, it's, I think it's affected, the organization i think it's affected the fans and Mm -hmm. quite honestly it's affected the way in which we cover um yeah because it's just it's like oh brother here we go again yeah and and, uh, let's be honest here there was even somebody in the chat earlier saying you know how 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 crazy would would the live chat be uh, during the heyday or during a shark's win and yeah i mean nothing against us tonight some of those western conference you know, runs. I mean, we had pulling over 150 people and, yeah. uh, you know, the, the, some really, really fun time. I mean, shoot, after that Vegas game, we just all lost it. And um, that was that was an amazing fun. And yeah, we've had some really good rides, yeah. um, but we need to we need to learn how to get back there. Yeah. All that, of us. Absolutely. It's going to be it, there's going to be some pain. We just have to get, work through it, gang. Just have to work through it. It's going to be a tough, tough road to hoe. And, you know, 39 more of these. <laughs> Landy, we're going to make it through here. I, I know. I know. Who knows after that? But, you know. Oh, we'll we'll keep doing it. As long as there's a team in San Jose, we'll keep doing it. Yeah. Um, and, and you play for the crest and we we talk to the crest. You know, that's that's you know who we are you know it's it for me it's it's always been a point of civic pride to say this is you know my team from you know where i'm from and um you know it's not the niners it's not the giants no it's san jose it's south bay it's you know the team that that came here and and made me fall in love with the sport um so i you know as long as as long as i'm breathing as long as they're playing We'll, we'll we'll keep doing it, yeah, <laughs> but no. I'm not saying it's pretty. No, 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 no. One second, let me let me. You, you said talk to the crest. Get better, damn it! Come on, come on, come little on. guy. I know you, you know this. how to swim. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's get into the chat really quick before we get on out of here. Uh, Mikey J. Unfortunately, it took the Burns departure to free up the ice for Carlson. Yeah, yep. they could have been, you know multiple ways to do it and then and it just wasn't gelling you know it's almost like uh you know quinn kind of you know released the released the carlson a bit you know pj uh john the sharks were competitive for about 53 minutes yes and and 
this really rough spots in there that that saw L.A. just take over it. Uh, Joseph Salem, uh, Sharks gave the Kings a challenging game, a lot of goalposts, hoping for a win against the Oilers. <laughs> I wish I could say the same. Uh, races for Fan Rocks 4. I mean, this would be the best time to rebuild. One of the upcoming drafts is going to be deep. Yes, absolutely. Even if you don't get Bedard. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, one through one through five is going to be a player. Um, you know, one you could you could even say that one, two, and three. I mean, two and three could be first overalls in any other year. Yep. Um, I mean, it really is that deep. I mean, one through five, I said is going you know going to be a bona fide NHLer for sure. Um, and again, one, two, or three um, will really put your franchise forward. Uh, number one, I think is, you know, I think, I think he's going to be closer to Nate McKinnon than he's going to be closer to to um, Connor McDavid. Um, I, I'll take either one of those. To be quite honest. Yeah, yeah, and, and quite honestly, I'd rather have Nathan McKinnon because Nathan McKinnon's a winner. You know that that kid. I mean, you you want to talk about leave it all on the ice? That kid has has proven it. Yeah. You know, uh, Mikey J also saying L.A. acquired to know and Fiala via free agency. That's what those were two, two good pickups, ones that we we liked here, you know. But here's the thing. San Jose has never gotten solid free agents. I mean, even in the Thornton years, I mean, it was it has always been a a tough sell to to play in Northern California. Um, Unfortunate. Um, I think there's some really, really beautiful spots in, in Northern California for sure. And it's um, I think the fan base is a very smart and dedicated fan base. Um, and it can, you know, if you're a, t- a player who can ingratiate themselves to to the fan base, then, um, you know, you really be taken care of. I mean, Tomas Hurdle is is. You know, you, you know that smile anywhere in San Jose, you know, and, and wherever he goes, it's it's always, um, you know, we're always really respectful. I, I think, you know, we're not like the Canadians where, you know, they kind of pester their their players on the streets <laughs> or whatever. Hey, you got to work on that power play, damn it. But I think I, you know, I think that that the San Jose crowd is um, is I, honestly it's a it's a diverse crowd, but it's it's also a smart crowd. Yeah. I think it's a smart hockey going crowd. No, it is. Is I mean it's they were we've been very knowledgeable prior to everything you know even during that ninety four run. I was just know. gonna say we got we've gotten praises from from Red Wings fans we've gotten praises from Blues fans I mean you know entrenched NHL teams that that come here and go damn I mean you know they 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 put up a an impressive show there and. Um, you know, a, a fan base and a t- you know the tank used to be known as like the loudest building in the yeah. NHL. And um, a- again, you know that that you just look at that game seven against La- La- Vegas. I mean, as the the last time it got so loud. I mean, yeah, that that one. I mean, was I think the loudest I think I've ever heard the building. But yeah, Jerk uh, to to quote Jerk. Did somebody say game seven? Yes. Um, and, and Kevin, thank you. You know, thank you. I just remember that Fiala was through trade. But I think overall, just getting name players over here, 
is key. Are they there where they are going to be making a massive impact to make a playoff push? Probably not. You know, um, and then even f- uh, 41MBO4TJ, uh, at this point, I'm feeling for the players in the locker room. Yeah. And, and it's, this has got to eat them up a bit, too. You know, 13, 22, and 8 is your record. You're at 34 points. Um, I mean, Logan Couture is probably the poster child for that. I mean, this is a guy that played with two Hall of Famers, um, you know, a guy that had seen a guy that had seen Burnsy at forward <laughs> and I, played with Burnsy at forward. Yeah. Um, a guy who uh, avenged his his captain in, in a game seven, help avenge his captain in a game seven. I mean, this is a guy that is used to winning. I mean, even when he was a 67, uh, an Ottawa 67, he was used to winning. And for him not to be in the playoffs and not go to the tourney. And you know how well of a playoff player he was. I mean, that year, the 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 Stanley Cup final year, I mean, led, you know, led scoring um, by a forward. And, and he goes insane in the playoffs. And for him not to be there, oh, I, you know, it, he must. I, I you know, you, you, you worry about his self-confidence at this point because you know, it is such a uh, an ingrained thing for him to go to the big dance year in, year out, and not to go for three years. I think, you know, he probably looks – well, he, we know he looks inward, and we know how self-deprecating he is. Yeah. And, he, and he must feel like this is his fault, you know, and he can't – you and, know. And a lot of fans have put that on him too, you know, wanting to strip the sea on him as well. And and I think you know we had all had had worried a little bit because Couture was a guy who was very introspective and and could give you a, a real soundbite and giving him the C would mm-hmm. would be a lot of be a lot of responsibility and you know just kind of adding to the pl- style of player that he already was um, is it it must be tough it, it must be tough yeah. No, completely agree. And Kevin, I, I completely agree with what you said also. As I said in September, this season is all about who is worth keeping for when they're ready when we're ready to start making progress. Sturm is leading the charge on that. Yeah. Uh the question is is, you know, could that be a trade asset if there's something that's just, you know you know, and, and such. But you it's gotta eat some of the it's gotta eat a lot of these guys inside. And, and I think that really does start with Logan Couture. Um or Mark Edward Vlasic too. I mean, because yeah. he he played with the old logo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yep. the last player on the team to play with the old logo. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, uh, and speaking of Mark Edward Vlasic, he takes his first penalty of the season. So, of course, that means there goes the Lady Bing. <laughs> uh, Chris Roar, yeah, no, I I would agree with you on that one. Couture is not the, no longer the threat that he was, and and whether it's he's already you know at a at a minus there on the self-confidence because of where they're at um so does that also play into the way in which he plays um i think that that has a lot to do with it i think there's a lot psychology is is very sports psychology in general is very interesting 
Um, you know, Kevin saying it's not on Couture, and and I think we're we're all pretty much in agreement that mm-hmm. that the team is just lacking in depth, right? And this is not a symptom on him. This is a this is a, a more of a structural and and contractual bind more than anything else. Um, so you know, he, he would I think if you put him on a team like. Shoot, I mean, I'm just looking at at teams right now across the board in in the playoff sphere. Um, He could be a good Ranger. I mean, he could be a good Ranger. I think he could be a good Penguin because I think he always liked playing against, really liked playing against Sidney Crosby. Um, You know, I could see him um, blossoming maybe. Well, not blossoming, blossoming, but maybe... Um, bringing along a, a Dallas team that you'd like to see, you know, have a one more big piece to to really make a good deep run. Um, I, yeah, I, I I think part of the problem is is the losing um, has really kind of eroded his own sense of himself. Um, but I also think that he might not have been fully healthy this year either, because I've always. You know, I, uh, especially this year, I, I've speculated on that wrist shot. It just has not looked the same. Yeah. The unfortunate part for Couture is that he still has this year plus four more on his deal at eight million per. So you have to wonder if if you're will if Mike Greer is going to want to, you know, you know, have some salary retention to to make that happen. We'll see. So. Uh, I do want to get to some of the the uh, uh, some of the comments that came out of the locker room. Harrington is an upper body injury that's going to be he will be uh, looked at again a little bit you know tomorrow. Uh, didn't have any other information besides that. Uh, Reimer, unfortunately, as a group here, it's real disappointing. You feel like you deserve better fate, but at the end of the day, the this league doesn't hand out wins to people. Or, or teams that don't deserve it. Um, and David Quinn kind of put it bluntly uh, to the media uh, on a first period where they were outshot 22 to 8. Quote, the safest place in the building in the first period was in front of our net. Yep. So that's kind of put it, puts it in there. Puts the bow on it. Yep. I think. Yep. And, uh, you know, we'll. We'll come back at it on Friday. <laughs> Taking on uh, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and the Edmonton. <laughs> Good. Well, I mean, there's 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 a team that should be playing better than it is, right? right. I mean, that that's a that's a team that, um, you know, I think a little bit of um, bravado, a little over over bravado, or or maybe just uh, a little bit high on their own supply. Um, but that that's a team that that needs to wake up, especially if they're they have the cup aspirations that they have, um, because right now, I mean, they're uh, they're they're kind of all over the place. Well, they're holding down the wild card spot in the West. I mean, uh, you know, kind of looking at the at the the playoff standings because I I mean, yes, the Sharks are out of it, but I mean, they're going to be in it, but uh, or you know there are other teams in it. Calgary or Susie Edmonton is hanging on to the second wild card at forty-seven points. 
just two behind them is the St. Louis Blues. Uh, they're tied with Calgary in points, but Calgary has a game in hand, uh, despite Edmonton having three more wins. That being said, both Calgary and Edmonton are five points behind Seattle, which holds down the third spot in the Pacific. So, um, and in a Nashville Predator team that's got 44 points and two games in hand. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, and and a Colorado Avalanche that's got, uh, you know, they've got three games in hand. I mean, you know, that that's another team that's just gonna, you know, ready to wake up here. Um, and you know, get get the smelling salts in the in the nose and 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 get up. I mean, there there are three teams that could, you know, vie for for that those spots. I think, um, you know, St. Louis, Nashville, and Colorado. I think any one of those those three, or or heck, right. even more than, um, could could make their way into the you know dislodge the the two Western uh, Canada teams um, in the wild card. Um, Calgary, I think, has done decent. I I would say again, I expected inc- them to be a little bit better than this, though. Yeah, but you look at how much left in the off season, and I wasn't so sure about that that heart transplant that they had. Um, you know, Huberto for for Kachuk and. I don't know about that. Yeah, I mean, Huberto's kind of struggled up there in Calgary, but also so has Mackenzie Weger, who was also that part of that. You know, so that's a tough one for them to take. So, all right. With that being said, in case you missed any of this or you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, wherever you get your podcasts. You know, Apple, Google, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Odyssey. Of course, you're on the YouTube channel. Please. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Tell all your friends. Uh, also hit that notification bell. That'll notify you when we do go on the air following each and every game. And, of course, for Pucknologists, your weekly recap of Sharks Hockey with AJ and Jerk uh, at 7 o'clock on Sundays. So be on the lookout for that. Of course, you can always find it at tealtownusa.com as well. So with that, Eric Landy, your final thoughts and where the people can find you. Hmm. Well, you know, most of the time it's uh, preach a simple game, play meat and potatoes, um, leave leave some bodies out there. <laughs> um, I don't know. Just be a little bit harder to play against. That's 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 what I'd like to yep. see. Um, I think at the at the end of it is um, just you know make the other team feel that they played a team played a game against you because because right now it's uh, it's ice capades. Uh, as far as where you can find me, you can use my first name. That's Eric. Last name, that's Landy across all the social media garbage. I'm there. All right. I'm at Puckeye14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. My final thought is is that just stick with it. Just try to get through this. Try to get some frustrating times. There's times, there's players, there's people that are just bugging the heck out of you and it's frustrating and everything and you just have to persevere and no matter how bleak or dark it can be you know we have our team we have what it takes we just have to stick it out so uh we'll be back with you friday following sharks and oilers uh they'll be at home uh for the weekend and then we'll go from there so 
Thanks for watching. Appreciate each and every one of you. And until next time, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Good night, everyone.